Actually, my passion is to create products, uh, to create some something tangible that can bring real value to businesses, um, people, um, and the whole economy, the whole society. This podcast interviews the real people in Kiev to share their life and work, as well as showing the interesting places, events, art, culture, and opportunities in Kiev. The goal is to help more foreign investors discover the reality of life in the capital city of Ukraine so that the Ukraine economy receives more foreign investments, which creates more opportunities for the Ukrainian people to have a better future. My guest today is Ivan. Dunsky. Ivan is the founder and CEO of the software development company Demigos.com. They develop IT products for clients from the US, Canada, Europe, the United Kingdom, and the whole team is in Kiev. Ivan loves yoga, meditation, and is very interested in investing. Hello, Ivan. How are you today? Hello. Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. I'm really happy to have you today. And just to begin, you yeah, are—you're welcome. You are not originally from Kiev, yeah. so how was that moment when you first arrived to the capital city? How did you feel? How did it compare to your original city? And what was? How was that experience? Um, yeah, actually, I was born in um, uh, in Russia. And then we moved to Ukraine when I was uh, nine years old. And uh, we moved to city Zhitomir, uh, where I um, started uh, in school. Um, so all, all school years were in Zhitomir. And um, then I decided to uh, go um, to, to study engineering. And um, I chose to... Uh, uh, the best technical university in Ukraine. It's um, uh, Kiev Polytechnic Institute. And um, yeah, that's how my, my journey uh, began in Kiev. I like that. And, and also I noticed your English level is really, really good. And I have lived in Kiev for a while. And I noticed a lot of people, although they study it for years, <laughs> their English level isn't as good as yours. Can you speak about that and whether your team, because I'm sure you look for people who are English speakers. How do you deal with that? Uh, how do you find people who speak English very well to work for your company? And is it your own interest or are you a very smart student or what is the story? Uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, first of all, we uh, um, our school was very uh, gave very great uh, basis and uh, foundation for learning English because we had uh, two lessons a day, like in tenth and eleventh grade, we had two lessons a day. So we had country studying, we have English and American literature, we had um, a technical. Um, uh, translation and so on. We we had several about six uh, different um, like ways of le uh, options of lessons. Uh, so <clears throat> that that was a great basis. And then uh, when I decided, uh, and and then uh, when I was in uh, at university, 
I um, joined the um, um, work and travel program. Uh, that is when students can uh, go to the U.S. and work for the summer period. So basically, I moved to um, I went to Atlantic City uh, in New Jersey, and I worked in Harris. And um, I really liked uh, the U.S. Uh, and the like environment there. What I saw in movies and what I uh, read from books, I saw it in real life. And that was very exciting experience for me. And uh, then I decided that uh, I somehow I worked. I, I want to um, continue working with this country, and uh, I begin to uh, read books and and so on. And then when I uh, started uh, our company, um, all almost all our clients are from the U.S. and English speaking countries so like day by day month by month uh, i speak with these people i um they share some knowledge they share the uh, like they speak with me right and uh, like that is just continuous process of uh, involvement i would say and of of course also uh, i read books on in english and uh, watch movies I love that. And it's a beautiful segue to my next question, which I'm curious about. How did you get the idea for Demigos? And how was starting a company in Kiev and in the Ukraine? Was the process difficult? Was it easy? Um, did it involve a lot of bureaucracy? What is your opinion on it? And how was it? Um, yeah. Um, so um, I decided to um, to start our our company because um, actually my passion is to create products uh, to create some something tangible that can bring real value to businesses, um, people, um, and the whole economy, the whole society. Uh, so <clears throat> I started my career working in IT as quality assurance engineer. Um, I worked in the um, uh, game development company, and then I um, uh, began to study uh, Java programming language and uh, uh, started to develop mobile apps for Android. And then I worked several years as Android engineer, and then um, I decided that that is cool to create different products. So not only when you uh, create only one product that you work like. You just work in uh, uh, developing one product. You can develop different products for different uh, companies and so on. And um, yeah, that's that's how my journey began. Um, uh, so I started uh, like just uh, took some freelancer freelancing work. Uh, so I coded Android apps, and then um, that was very exciting for me to develop the whole product. So I began to involve designers, uh, backend engineers, um, and other specialists to create uh, products, like end-to-end -end products for businesses. And that's how that began. Uh, as for the legal part of things, um, I wouldn't say that it's uh, too uh, difficult, especially now. We have really good uh, process of um, 
opening, uh, I mean, for residents, for people who are from other countries, I, I'm not sure that that is the same process. I'm just not specialist in this, but for re- residents, it, it is quite easy. So you just, um, you can open it, uh, I would say, like um, just for uh, in one or two hours from your home. So you can um, you can st- um, open your private entrepreneur um, account, I would say, and uh, then you go to to a bank, and that's it. So wow, it sounds uh, like yeah, very easy. I think it's yeah. similar to Hong Kong too, where in less than one hour you can start a business. So let's speak about something that many foreigners might not know or. Mm-hmm. Okay, you have your own company that you have started. How is the tax situation in Ukraine? Is it high? Is it medium? Uh, what do you think about it? Are there advantages for uh, technical and software companies in tax reduction and grants from the government or not? Can you speak, please, about that? Um, actually, I would recommend if um, foreigners want to work in Ukraine, they certainly need to hire a professional legal uh, advisor uh, who would uh, advise them in their particular situation. Um, I'm not a specialist and I can't talk uh, like about all different cases that could be. Uh, but um, in general, um, yeah, that, that's the, the first advice I would give that you need to, to have uh, a, good, a good advisor on the legal side of things. Yeah, that's why I want, uh, I'm asking, and we're curious about your own experience, but I guess, you know, you gave a very, very great politician politi- <laughs> political answer, and I love it. Did you know that Polytechnic was started by Napoleon in in Paris? So you oh, really? are you yeah. are an elite kind of person. Yes, it was part of his army to train officers as politicians. So the first and the biggest and best is the Paris Polytechnic Institute. It's uh, really prestigious and one of the most difficult to go to. So much that if you study there, they pay you to study because it's so difficult to enter uh, there. And let's move on and speak mm-hmm. about the work you do. Let's say somebody mm-hmm. wants to deal with Demigos, they want to hire you or they want to know what you do exactly. Can you share with some examples of things that you can develop, things that projects that you work on without needing to mention clients if you are not allowed to, but in general, mm-hmm. given an idea? Yeah, I would love to. Um, uh, so we create uh, IT products for uh, startups and uh, mid-sized businesses. Um, so that can be uh, complex web uh, solutions or mobile applications. Um, and uh, we also do computer vision um, things and machine learning uh, projects. So, for example, um, and in the recent time, we focus more on the healthcare industry. Uh, so, for example, one of our latest projects is a um, um, staffing platform that helps uh, healthcare facilities to hire uh, nurses on demand. Uh, that project was created for the uh, for the U.S. market. 
and basically nurse has um, their mobile app where they can uh, register, go through onboarding process, add their qualifications, certifications. And uh, on the other side, um, managers from healthcare facilities can um, create assignments for uh, these nurses and basically they can hire nurses with the most appropriate skills through that platform. Um, so I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So you are a company that people who have needs to create apps that are specific to their own company's uh, structures and necessities, they hire you to create them for them and maintain them, of course, and keep them working, correct? Yeah, so we expertise on custom software development um, that uh, may be appropriate for companies um, who want to, uh, which want to be flexible and which uh, make, which want to really create a difference and uh, have a competitive advantage uh, having their own system because when you have, there are many of the shelf solutions of the market for different industries, but not all of them give you the um, like flexibility and all the functionality that you uh, may want to have in your system or like yeah in in your software for your company, and um, yeah, that's what we help. That, with. That's very interesting. So let's speak now about Ivan. The person. First, mm -hmm. I assume you speak Russian with your friends and family, correct? Yeah, that's, that's correct. And do you feel... I, I, I speak Ukrainian uh, a little bit, but... Uh, <laughs> most, but mostly yeah, Russian. Most, yeah. And do you feel or consider yourself Russian or Ukrainian? Since you said you were born in Russia, I'm not sure whether you are Ukrainian born in Russia or Russian who moved to Ukraine and emigrated? Yeah, I feel definitely Ukrainian. Yes. Um, yeah. Okay, so now let's speak about the Russian language. I noticed that half the people in Kiev, they speak Ukrainian, and about half they speak Russian. For a foreigner who wants to live in uh, Kiev, do you recommend that they invest the time to learn Ukrainian or will Russian be enough and accepted by the majority of the people? Because I know people from Lviv sometimes might refuse to speak Russian just because of uh, their own views and perspectives. So what is mm. your recommendation for language learning to live in Kiev? Mm, to my personal um like I think that that's not so critical, um, and uh, people who already invested uh, in learning Russian, I think uh, that may be enough. Certainly, if they want to understand the culture more, I mean specifically Ukrainian culture, probably they need to learn um, Ukrainian. But uh, if they consider this kind of in a practical um, uh, perspective, they that Russian is enough, I, I would say. Um, I think that um, language uh, determines the, um, the culture or like is one of the main aspects of the uh, culture uh, of, the, of, the, of the country. And um, um, as for the uh, people in Lviv, um, I, when I 
come to Lviv, I also speak uh, Russian, and I don't feel any kind of, um, I don't know, um, difference. Thank any, you. Any, any difference and yeah, any negative attitude because people in uh, there are many foreigners uh, in come to Lviv uh, because that's um, one of the um, uh, kind of um, cultural country, uh, a, a cultural capital of, of our country, I would say. And um, yeah, p- uh, people from other countries come there and uh, people in Lviv are used uh, that there are many uh, tourists uh, in, in the city. Yeah, so, and Lviv yeah. is a wonderful, wonderful city. To yeah. ask you more, you mentioned that language determines culture. So can we speak, you know, explain to foreigners what is the culture of Ukraine? How are people in Kiev in their attitudes and perspectives different to the people you have met in the U.S. or abroad? Like what is the difference between locals and foreigners in Kiev and in Ukraine? Um, that's quite a tricky question to explain culture in words because words are limited. <laughs> so culture is something that I think uh, should be experienced and observed. Um, so it's it's hard to uh, <laughs> put it into words, you know. Um, I think that people who want to learn more about culture, they just need to come and see and talk to people and experience that. And, um, yeah, I think in general, uh, the most, uh, like, I would say that um, what I love in, in Ukrainians and uh, in our culture is uh, that love to freedom. And, um, yeah, that's, I think... Uh, and uh, there are uh, really uh, many, many creative people in Ukraine, and you can you can see that in uh, uh, various music bands and various artists uh, uh, that that I, I mean contemporary uh, that are popular nowadays. Um, yeah. I agree. Uh, Kiev and Ukraine has so much creative energy, much more than I expected, actually. And especially the younger generations, they're very forward thinking and they try to create new things and innovate all the time, which brings me to something that you love, meditation. Do you think that there are a large number of people into meditation in Kiev? Because I personally love meditation. And Mm -hmm. if so... Which centers or places or communities do you recommend for foreigners who love meditation to meet like-minded people and to practice meditation with others who have similar thoughts and desires to meditate? And maybe you can mention yoga too, if you wish. Mm, Yeah. Uh, So I learned uh, transcending meditation. Um, I went to... um, the um, there is a person named uh, Yan Tian uh, here in Kiev, and he has uh, his own um, uh, meditation center, and they also have yoga classes and so on. Um, so, and they have a lot of pro- programs, by the way. They have 
for example, um, from 2nd to 7th of January, uh, me and my girlfriend go to a retreat program um, uh, that, that, which is organized by, by uh, Jan Tan and, and his group. Um, and yeah, it contains different practices, yoga practices, meditation uh, practices um, uh, every Sunday. Uh, and they also have uh, kind of uh, courses uh, that if you are a beginner, you can go to this course that uh, uh, is for four days, I guess. Um, and that can be a start of, of your journey if uh, people want to just start it. And if you want to join it, you can join and, and go like uh, and join group for groups every Sunday. And yeah. as for the as for the yoga, there is another studio, uh, Studio Sidersky by, by Sidersky. Um, I also went there. And by the way, there are many um, sport uh, sport gyms in in Kiev, and a lot of really a lot of uh, yoga studios, and you can, and various uh, many trainers. So that's really a variety of different options here. Yes, I agree. And whether in the center or outside, there are many, many options to stay active, especially in Kiev. I love this thing that is not really common in many other countries where from Friday at 6 p.m., I think, until Sunday at uh, 6 p.m., maybe or after, the center is closed and it becomes a pedestrian area where people can walk and it feels like a real community, not that sense of separation that can be found in many other places. To you, what are your favorite places or restaurants or walking areas or cafes in the city of Kiev that you'd recommend to foreigners to check out? And what do you like when you're not working to do? I assume it's mostly meditation and yoga, but what else? Yeah, as for the restaurants, <laughs> there are many, many different options here. Uh, there are many uh, um, new contemporary restaurants. Uh, even if we talk uh, about uh, Ukrainian kitchen, then uh, I would recommend uh, restaurant Barvi. Um, um, that's a great place. Um, if um, we talk uh, about other restaurants, you can check restaurants of Dima Borisov, uh, for example, Achota uh, Navets, um, and there, there are plenty of different great restaurants from Dima Borisov. Um, what else? Um, yeah, there, there are many, many. Uh, famous famous um, restaurants and there are many even like local uh, restaurants for example yesterday we um, me and my friends were in the in this chain in this small uh, Chinese uh, cafe with uh, owners from China who came from China and uh, you um, I would say you, you wouldn't find uh, this uh, place on TripAdvisor or something like that. So it's not that popular, but still that's very um, true in, in a sense that uh, people from uh, China run, run the place. So you can f- find really different um, uh, things to, to do, uh, to, to go to um, 
here. In terms of what I do um, in my free time, I also uh, like to, um, um, to to go on bicycles. So, for example, you can go to uh, Park Druzhby Narodov uh, here in in, uh, in Kiev. That's a place um, or X Park, in in other words, uh, where you can um, <clears throat> go with. Um, uh, uh, you can rent bicycle, or um, there are there is also extreme park for uh, people who uh, drive motorcycle and and so on. So that's also a great pl- place to be. I love that, and I feel and understand. First, you graduated from the Polytechnic Institute, which is difficult. You're one of the bright generations and younger people in in Kiev and to ask you why did you choose to live in Kiev while with your skills and abilities you could have chosen to live anywhere else in the world what helped you choose that on or was the decision um, maker yeah that's a great question um, first of all um, I would say that Kiev gives um, um with the internet and with with the kind of my work i i actually can live in in uh in different places right because i work with with companies and uh uh people from all over the world um <clears throat> but i chose kiev because it um uh combines um that um unique uh, Ukrainian culture, I would say, and um, um, the benefits of living in a big city. Mm, and it also gives um, uh, access to great network, uh, networking and connect and uh, ability to build connections in the business world. Um, and um, also, one second, one second, that's very important. Can yeah. you speak about, let's say, a foreigner goes and starts a business or invests in Kiev, mm-hmm. what places or how is the right way or the best way to network with the right people in Kiev? Are there some specific events? What is your method? Like, what do you do? Um, yeah, the, there are different options and that uh, certainly depends on the goals of a person to like where he wants to invest in and, and so on uh, but uh, and th- there are a lot of business clubs here in Kiev uh, so for example I was uh, a part of the uh, young business club it's a community of uh, 400 um, uh, entrepreneurs um, and uh, certainly <laughs> that's a way how you can build connections. I also, uh, I'm also a, a part of uh, uh, Growth Factory Academy. That's um, also a community for uh, people who founded IT companies. And that's also a great source of networking and um, uh, making new friends um, in the industry. Um, I would recommend that uh, based on uh, your goals, uh, you need to choose, uh, and there are many communities. There are, I know there is a a club for people from logistics business and and for people who run affiliate marketing companies and so on. So first of all, you need to define your goals and then you can find uh, 
uh, a community that suits um, that that is tailored to the specific industry. I would say that's the best way to do it. Thank you. That's great. And the final question: You love investments. What are you looking into? What are your future plans? What investments are you interested in? Can you speak about that as somebody from Kiev who is into investments? What do you do? What options do you have? And how is it? Um, yeah, my <laughs> my choices are quite uh, common. <laughs> I'm uh, um, I'm studying. Uh, I, I'm looking for to invest into the. Um, uh, American public companies, um, uh, and uh, hopefully uh, there are many opportunities now for people from Ukraine to do it because it wasn't um, uh, it, it wasn't so several years ago. Now you can open interactive brokers account and start investing into uh, largest companies. Um, so that's kind of my, I also do some cryptocurrency investment uh, as well. Um, so yeah, that's my preferences. Really? So crypto, let's say somebody has cryptocurrency in Kiev. Is it easy to exchange for money? What are the systems? Is it more legalized and uh, safe? Or do they have to do that process of finding somebody who has who owns crypto to exchange crypto for money and transfer person to person you know what i mean like to what level yeah, yeah. Is it mm -hmm. developed and did you experience finding even shops and businesses that you can pay using crypto or it's not yet at that level of development in kiev mm, answering the uh, last question i would say that's not so, so widespread but uh, i know that there are several restaurants where you can bake uh, with crypto as for the first question um so it really depends on uh, so there are many options you can uh, exchange uh, crypto in different uh, um, existing um, uh, crypto exchanges uh, that are that are available worldwide and of course uh, there are small local communities in Ukraine, uh, uh, with participants who are crypto investors, and where you can negotiate with uh, people on the exchanging, for example, crypto for cash. Uh, but um, yeah, I'm not sure that that is uh, <laughs> the right way to do it for people from other countries. I agree with you. Thank yeah. you, Ivan. Any final words and where can people find you? How can they connect with you? Uh, can you tell more about your website, LinkedIn, and other ways that people can find you? Yes, sure. Uh, yeah, first of all, uh, thank you again for inviting me. Um, I would uh, I, I would be glad to uh, meet new people. So please, um, you can connect me uh, with LinkedIn. Or with Facebook, uh, just just um, uh, searching with uh, Ivan Dunsky, and you will find uh, my profile. Uh, or you can email me at um, i.dunsky at, at domingoscom. And yeah, I, I would love to, if you have any questions or um, 
or comments or something like that, you can reach me out and I would love to have coffee or make a Zoom meeting and, and so on. <laughs> yes, I will write your, I will make sure to write your uh, LinkedIn in the description. It was a pleasure, Ivan, to have you today and yeah. I wish you a great day. Yeah, thank you. Thank you.